It's the State of Gaming Podcast. That's right. Welcome back, everybody. It's the State of Gaming Podcast. That's right. It's Pop Zara's own gaming-centered podcast for games. Games, games, more games, all the games, all the goodies and everything. Uh, if you've been following this year, we've had a couple chock-full episodes full of, well, not chock, but they're definitely full of something. I got to tell you something. We got to get back to normal. So this month, we're going back to the normal format. I know it's boring. But we're going to talk about what's going on in the world of games. And for that, that means February 2023, the shortest month of the year, probably the shortest episode of the year. But I can't do it alone. For that, I need someone else, someone whose voice isn't ravaged by bacterial infections. And for that, Pop Zara's own senior games editor, Mr. Corey Gundam, Macross Simulator. What's up, Corey? Gundam and Macross are mixing <laughs> together. I don't know how I feel about that. Makes me feel kind of verklempt, to be honest. Verklempt. Oh, my God. Like, you know, for sure gonna... No, uh, I apologize, anybody, if I sound like a 10-pack-a-day smoker. Got a got a virus on a recent trip, um, hanging out with old people in a nursing home. Uh, if you could, yeah, don't... When they say wear the mask, in that particular case, do it. So... I'm just saying, <laughs> we know what to do with the elderly, and we just don't do it. Well, I'll tell you what, though. They could have all... Soil and green. Green. It would be tastier with the crap they serve them, I'll tell you that. Corey, we are talking about the, the month of February 2023. Shortest month of the year. Um, I don't know. I know it's Black History Month. I don't know what else other holidays are this. Is it President? No, President's Day was this week. President's Day was yesterday. With this, yes, I didn't buy any cars. Yesterday as of this recording. So chronologically, we are only six days late this month. That's pretty good for us by our standards. The format goes, we talk about the biggest games of the month, we talk about the NPD numbers, we talk about a little of that, and we, we just do a little cleanup. Uh, this will be a short one, because while there's a lot on the list, there's little to actually talk about, but let's get right into it. So, biggest games of February 2023, what are they? Well, the biggest game, I think, is probably Hogwarts Legacy, and we're not going to talk too much about that one, because as it turns out, we have a secondary podcast specifically for this game. That is true. It's a big one. Uh, it's a big one on the staff, too. They're all big uh, Harry Potter wiz- What is it? Actually, let's be clear. It's not a Harry Potter game. It's, it's, it's a Wizarding World game. I don't Wizarding think Harry World. Potter's actually in it. No, I don't think he's in it. What, doesn't it take place like 200 years or so before? Two, no, I think it takes place in the 20s, which is like 70 years. Look, I'll tell you this. Have you tried watching those Fantastic Beast movies? I have not. They're unwatchable. Like, absolutely unwatchable. <laughs> It's like they keep and they keep like recasting like one of the main characters. I think it was Johnny Depp. That it was um, oh, Jude Law. Now it was uh, Mads Milkinson. So like I don't I mean, watch it. But all I know all those it. people are kind of busy, so it makes sense. Yeah, they're pretty busy, but I don't think that's the reason why they recast. I think they recast them for controversies, which is why we are going to talk about another game. So what's next? Yeah, let's on the talk list? about a different game. So I'm going to yeah. skip with the second one on this list. It didn't matter much to me, and I haven't played it. Mm-hmm. Instead, the third game on this list is Wild Hearts, and I just reviewed this one today, actually. Yeah, so tell us a little about Wild Hearts, because I, I actually, my heart fluttered, no pun intended, I actually thought this game said Vandal Hearts for a second. No, thought, no, oh. Vandal Hearts is long dead. Wild yeah. Hearts is basically the sequel to a long-running series of uh, Monster Hunter games called, uh, what the hell is it called? One second. It's not Monster Hunter people, by the way. Tokiden, Tokiden. It's the third Tokiden game, basically. We don't call it Tokiden because it's not, but uh, it's basically Tokiden. And the thing that it does that's really cool that adds a lot to Monster Hunter, plays like Monster Hunter, looks like Monster Hunter, has the building system from Fortnite. Hmm. Didn't they remove that? Didn't they take that out? Uh, they did briefly. It was like a special hmm. mode you could do. Yay. 
But uh, yeah, no, there it is. It's got the building system for Fortnite. Like, say a monster is charging at you, you can build a big wall. The monster will hit the wall. You can go and beat him up. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Trust me on this one. Read the review. Good stuff. Yeah, you gave it editor's choice, didn't you? I did, and yeah. um, I don't hand that out very often, but I really like this game. That's true. They earned that editor's apostrophe S, so. Yeah. Other games that I like a lot. Fourth one on our list. I've been playing this for review. Atomic Heart. Yeah, this one's been getting some buzz, so. Atomic Heart has, um, so uh, talk about controversies, you know, apparently if you play this game, you're a Russian propagandist. No, I, don't know. I mean, really? I, as I will discuss. I can't uh, keep in, track anymore what I am and what I'm not. But I don't say, know. As, as I will discuss in future on our Hogwarts Legacy podcast, I think I am on the bad side of gaming karma for <laughs> years now, so I can't do much to fix it. So I just went ahead and played the game. Uh, the game, by the way, basically is Bioshock 4. Did you like Bioshock? Uh, I like Bioshock 1 and 2. Yeah, Bioshock 4 is essentially Atomic Heart. You didn't like 3, really? Uh, that's Infinite, right? Yeah, Infinite was good. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Maybe Was that the one with the guy with the big pistol? Like, he's dressed like he's in the, the yeah, 20s? Yeah, he's dressed like he's in the colonial layer, and he's got a hook yeah. he swings around on. It kind of takes place in the sky instead of the ocean. I maybe thought it was a good game. Maybe I didn't play it. You hmm. might have missed it. Yeah, it's a good game. Just try some time. Uh, Atomic Heart, Bioshock. It's... Uh, you, it takes place in this uh, Russian-dominated world, and you control this dude. He's got a magic power glove, and he can pick up stuff out of cabinets by waving the power glove at them, and that looks really cool. Uh, good game. You should try it. Other good games you should try. Hmm. Uh, we got to go through this real quick. There's a bunch of stuff to talk about. It is. Uh, fifth game on the list, Returnal is now on PC. You know, on your recommendation, because I didn't have a PS5 when this came out. I, had yet to, I wasn't brave enough like you to wander into a gas station. But uh, I finally picked it up. I finally played it on the PC. Which thing? And uh, I don't know <laughs> what to think. It's hard. It, it's very difficult. Um, it takes getting used to. It looks fantastic. It, uh, honestly, it runs this, great too. It is so well optimized on it, like considering what we've seen lately. And I don't even have top of the line, but it runs like butter. But oh yeah, go back to Wild Hearts real quick. Wild Hearts. Don't play it on PC. It runs like dog crap. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Corey and I were talking about this before. Uh, there's been a lot of games, including the first game on this list, which we yeah, Hogwarts and Wild Hearts. Don't play those on PC. Trust me. Crazy, but uh, the, again, Returnal was a PS5 game. It was a console exclusive. Now it's on PC, like many exclusive PS5 games. Uh, and like all the exclusive PlayStation games that are kind of PC, it runs really well. Like their optimization mm -hmm. team is amazing. You know, our own uh, our own editor, uh, Nia Bothwell, the one you'll be talking about, uh, you know, Hogwarts, she's got a fairly moderate gaming laptop and she was playing Hogwarts and it ran like Stutter City. But yeah, she no, was, it's awful. She was funny. Yeah. She was telling me like, oh, I don't mind that much. I'm like, I can't even, I've got a 3080 Ti and I can't look at this <laughs> game without wanting to cry. But, so I don't. But but then she'll play like God of War, like the new one, you know, the the, the PlayStation port, and it runs like sixty frames at like four K. It's just crazy. And it's, it's lovely, yeah. Yeah, it's, and I bet it's, if you were to play Returnal, it would run great in that whatever system she's got too, because it's just how it is. Well, uh, speaking of games that run better on their new platforms, yes, uh, Metroid Prime has made it to the Switch, and it's been remastered, and it looks great, and it runs great. Um, I I could talk about this game for ten episodes and only get started, so I, I will just say this: I have not played the remaster yet. Actually. I think I told you this before. I actually went and played the original GameCube version on <clears throat> Means uh, that I shall not talk mm. about. But I um, mm. finished it finally, like last year. Yeah. I, I never got to finish it. Um, Metroid Prime is a masterpiece. I don't know if it remains a masterpiece in the remastered form, but I think we can all agree it is a masterpiece. Um, I see. My vote for the best game of that particular generation, by the way. 
I'm one of those it's people. It's a pretty solid game. You and you and IGN would agree. IGN says this is the Citizen Kane of games, which is dumb as um, hell. Yeah, I wouldn't say said that. It. I wouldn't say that, but I will say that as far as like a you remember when Nintendo was hitting it out of the park making 3D versions of their 2D games? Yep. Like this was this was as as good as anything like Ocarina of Time or Super Mario 64. This was a masterpiece and I don't know, I liked I thought they were going to bring out the trilogy, but I guess they're just going to nickel and dime us for all three. So. I guess we'll see. Hey, games that involve music. You mentioned Ocarina of Time. Uh, the next thing on our list is Theatre of the Barline. Uh, Final Barline, sorry. It's on the <laughs> PS5. It's on the Switch. It is on the PC, but you can get it on the, in the consoles if you want. Yeah, I think it's so funny that so many games come out for the PS5 and the Switch at the yep. same time. It's it's crazy. You don't, you don't really hear like Xbox in that mix as much as you should. But, um, I mean, every indication is that Xbox might be bound out of the console business sooner yeah. or later. I think I heard today that they're uh, signing a contract for a lot of their games to go to the Switch, in fact. Yeah, we uh, well, we can talk about that in the other section, but uh, yeah, I've heard that too. So, is this a rhythm game? It's it is. Sequel. It's basically a rhythm game. It's kind of like Guitar Hero, and you play it using songs from the Final Fantasy games. I've heard of this before. Like, have we? Have you reviewed a version of this? I have. Yeah. I mean, no offense. At, at a certain point, all the funny names just start blending a little bit i mean it's not like you're on a game side <laughs> even you have trouble with these titles Eh, maybe a little bit like a, for instance our second game was deliver us mars i haven't played it couldn't tell you about it um <laughs> so. anyway been playing some of final bar line theater of them pretty solid game if you like final fantasy no question um, it's good for you take a look quick question though there have been a lot of really interesting rhythm games out lately so mm-hmm. question for you uh, for those who don't know Corey invested a, like a billion dollars in a brand new amazing display and sound bar and, sure did. And your setup is really, really nice. Um, mm-hmm. How's it like playing rhythm games? Because you never, you and I talked about this, you were never a big sound, sound guy before. But... So one of the first games I played on yeah. the new setup was Hi-Fi Rush, or I viewed it last week. Yeah, and, that, is, um, that is great, by the way. If you haven't Hi-Fi played, Rush ever. is fantastic. Yeah. Just rock solid game. Yeah. Everybody should play it, and it's on Game Pass, so there's no mm-hmm. reason you can't. Um, and it was wonderful, like just amazing. It's a lot of fun, by the way. It, it, yep. A lot of people say it's like one of the, it's a contender for Game of the Year, which is ridiculous since it's the year is just here, it's but it January is. is when it came out, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, but it is. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, no, it's really good. Just take a look. Hi-Fi Rush. But also, Theatrhythm, if you like Final Fantasy, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to keep moving, man. There's so much on this list. Next on the list, in fact. Yeah. Uh, the newest game in the Yakuza series, Like a Dragon Ishin. Now, this is a spinoff of the Judgment games, right? No. no? Uh, Judgment is a spinoff of the Yakuza game. See, this is it's so hard to keep this in check. It, again, it's like you're on a gaming website. <laughs> But um, so Like a Dragon Ishin is a it's a spinoff of its, of its own, and it takes place back in the Bakumatsu era of Imperial Japan. Really, finally. So no more no more modern no more modern arcades. Uh, I, I'm afraid not. Unfortunately, I was a little bit disappointed <laughs> about that as well. In fact, I mentioned that to the person I was playing with. I was like, you know, I like this game a lot, but it's a shame there's not going to be an arcade because they don't exist yet. Uh, what it does have is chicken racing. Really. Chicken racing, you can race chickens. Yeah, but I've, I've always I've always liked the Yakuza games. You know that. So like, yeah, no, I they're, they're good out. stuff. Um, I wouldn't say this is somewhere you want to start with this series. You probably want to start with uh, Yakuza Zero or Yakuza Kiwami. Look, but, can um, I be honest? Can I be honest game. with you? I I can't imagine like the impossible choice of where to start with this franchise at this point. You know, that was the biggest issue for me. And one of these <laughs> days, I, I think you guys just sent me like Yakuza Five on. <laughs> 
PS3 way back in the day for review, and I had never played one before, <laughs> and I just had to suck it up and say, you know what? I, I guess I'm starting with Yakuza 5. Yeah, just and start. It was good. Just start there and branch out. Just just pick pick whatever game works for you and play it. And there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, games that may not work for you hmm. is the next on our list. Tales of Symphonia Remastered. Did you play the first one? I did not, but uh, the, the t- I, you and I talked about this before. The Tales games have a very long tail of their own. Like they so go back. We, uh, so this one in particular, we keep remastering it. We uh, originally saw Tales of Symphonia on the GameCube, and it was a it was a great game. It looked beautiful, ran at 60 FPS, and for whatever reason, even though we keep remastering it for more powerful consoles, we cannot get that 60 FPS back. And once again, <laughs> uh, Tales of Symphonia remastered, as opposed to... Uh, Tales of Symphonia HD from a few years ago, by the way, uh, still runs 30 FPS. Uh, it's fine. It, it's fine. You can check it out if you want. I I would just say find some means, play it on the GameCube. There you go. Go for, If you can, while you're there, play Metroid Prime. Indeed. Yeah, do both. Yeah. Uh, another game I'm very, very excited for coming out later this week. I actually mm. pre-ordered the collector's edition of this. You can believe it. I, I, I can believe that. It's like blowing... Blowing your mind with my wasteful use of money is my pre-order of the collector's edition of Octopath Traveler 2. See, I know you like the first one. I know you, I know you like, what is it, Triangle Strategy? I know you're a big I fan did. of I did. Have you not played the first one? I have not played it yet, but I remember... Wow, you well, no, are I played the demo. great. I played the demo when it was on Switch. It's on my list. I see. No, no, it's one of the... One of the better RPGs released in the past decade or so. It's just amazing how good it is. And um, having played through the demo of Octopath Traveler 2. Now, here's the funny thing about that. There's a well, it's a three-hour time limit on that one, but it turns out a little bit of finagling on the PC version. It doesn't really have to be three hours. You know, time is really relative and so on and so forth. Point being, played a whole bunch of the demo, really liked it, got about 10 hours out of it, though I don't know how, that, how the hell that happened. Um... And it was great, and I liked it. And yeah. I pre-ordered the special edition because it's got cool-looking stuff, and I want the stuff, and I can't wait to play it. So just here to, we are. Just to be clear, this is not launching on Switch first. It's launching on Things first, right? This is launching on PC and PS. No, no way. I think it's launching on just PC and Switch first. Okay, because before it was a timed exclusive, but I don't think Yeah, so that's anymore. interesting, too, yeah. that it's not launching on PS4 at all. I would have gone for that. It might be on mm. PS5, but I don't have a disc PS5 because why would you? Yeah, that's see that he went to the wrong gas station, folks. So I guess so. I went to the wrong gas station. Hey, yeah. games that went to the wrong gas mm-hmm. station. Blood Bowl three. Interesting. Yeah, third Blood Bowl. Yeah, I remember. Uh, was it you that was a fan of the second one? Or was I did. Funny? I like the second one a yeah, lot. I'm you a big I t- fan of. I'm a big fan of Warhammer and the Warhammer universe because I'm a giant dweeb. And uh, Blood Bowl is basically Warhammer football, American football. <laughs> yeah, the exciting one. Yeah, the the good one. People want to watch. Uh, So in Blood Bowl 3, you control fantasy football teams, American football again, (laughs) and uh, you try to score goals and you beat each other up, score goals, touchdowns, sorry. Uh, You beat each other up, uh, people get killed, you bribe the ref. It's crazy, crazy stuff. I I got one comment. Do you remember the good old days of like the 16-bit days when they didn't figure out the licensing to these things and before EA Sports was everywhere and you would have used to have tons of sports games like this with fake teams and explicit violence and monsters and everything. And that, remember, like, even non-monsters, like Arc Rivals, or you had, uh, oh, goodness, Mutant League Hockey. Like, you had all that really fun stuff that wasn't really real, but it was kind of fun. Yeah. Do you remember they brought back Mutant League a yeah, few years back? Yeah, I remember Yeah, that. you don't remember because nobody does. Nobody played that. Yeah, but if I remember Mutant League, I mean, EA, uh, SNK had my favorite one, by the way. It was, I think it was Baseball Stars 2. 
Yep. And uh, yeah, where you can punch people out. It's great. Bring Speaking it back. over some stuff, by the way, yeah. I don't think either of us care about. Uh, the stuff we didn't care about, by the way, the Settlers' yeah. new allies. I'm sure. Yeah, I think Neil likes the Settlers. Is right? that a remake? I think. I think. I think it's the newest in the series. The series is still going. So. Yeah, I'm a little shocked, but I think Nia wrote up the last one. And I think she'll write about the next one. Anyway, point mm-hmm. being, Kirby's return to Dreamland Deluxe. Good God. Ooh. Yeah, they noticed that at the same time they dropped uh, the Metroid. But it, you know what? Kirby's had a good couple years. They, yeah, they just, I, what was it called? Forgotten Land. Forgotten Land was really good. Yeah, I think it made all of our, one of our, like, when we did our wrap-up, it was all of the participants on their top ten list. So. I don't know if I'd say it was that good, but it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It had a great theme song. So. Yeah, that's true. It very much did. Uh, anyway, a new one's coming out. I believe it's a remake of a previous one from the GBA. Uh, GBA, I have to ask Herman. Herman's the big the big Kirby fan. But Man, it, I would have to check. There's so much going on. Uh, speaking of stuff that's going on, skipping over Company of Heroes 3, mm-hmm. since I'm not familiar with the previous mm-hmm. ones, uh, we'll talk about Destiny 2 Lightfall. It's still going, folks. Where is Ben Crossman? Uh, ben Crossman is married. and he's What? Prob- yeah, ben, ben got married on New Year's, New Year's Day. I wasn't there. Yeah, actually, I, I met I met his wife when we well, I met his fiance when they were in. Uh, we went to see us a couple of years ago. Very nice, very nice couple. So that's cute. That's cute. Yeah, he was a big fan of Destiny too. Do we have anybody else? Uh, was it her? Uh, like they've, they've they've all faded away. Um, oh, really? I also, oh no, one, and I I don't want to reveal his name, but our programmer for the Popstar website is a huge Destiny fan. Bought an Xbox Series X just to play Destiny. Fool. Then bought That's a gaming a PC waste to do it. Of money. Yeah, and because he wanted the VSync or not not VSync. What does Xbox do? What's the AMD version of VSync? Uh, AMD is FreeSync. FreeSync, yeah, because it had FreeSync on the console. But, but hey, funny story. It's yeah. the same thing these days. I know, I know. But he's but that Destiny's what made him a console gamer. Then he got into the Destiny on um, uh, Google Stadia. So he made all the wrong choices. I'm about to say he he made it's... every possible wrong decision. That's impressive. Yeah, and he, and he ended up where he began on a PC. You know who else has made some wrong decisions lately? Hmm. Me. You wanna know why? What game did you buy? I bought Wanted Dead. Uh, I was gonna ask day you about it this. Came out. So I I didn't hear about this, but then I heard about it and I wanted to hear more. So what I is it? bought Wanted Dead the day it came out because. I remember back in the day, Devil's Third, which this game is basically a sequel to, came out on the Wii U, and nobody mm-hmm. liked it, and nobody bought it. And now if you want to play Devil's Third, you pay only 300 bucks. But this game has a pedigree, though, right? Like, this it does. Is, it, yeah. Well, that's, that, that's the pedigree, is that it's basically the spiritual sequel to Devil's Third. Uh, it comes from the guy who made uh, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, and Dead or Alive, by the way, which makes a lot of sense. Right, it does, and I've played some of it, and it's bad. But um, it's the kind of bad game that is interesting. You know how that happens? Like it this game sucks. It does not I happen still... a lot anymore. What's that? It, interesting game, interesting bad games just don't happen that much like they that, used that's to. That's true. Like I'm reminded of like a binary domain is the game that I'm immediately reminded of, which was not a great game, but it's interesting. We can talk about binary domain, and we can talk about one of dead. Let me finish it first. I might even review it if I'm feeling generous. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, when I, like, it's got the name Dead. I, I, I want Dead or Alive, but it's never going to happen. So. It, it's not. It, it's basically a really goofy action movie kind of game that is just, you know, we've had decades of how to make action games, and this game is like, eh, eh, I'll just do what well, I want, eh. You remember the good old days when an action game would take place in a building because everything was basically diehard? And you take a place in a building because fog is expensive. <laughs> Remember Perfect Dark? So. What the hell is Scars Above? <laughs> and you and you work for a game site. And you you own the game site. Like, I don't work for it. 
I Scars it. Above is it's it is a challenging sci-fi third-person adventure shooter combining the bobber 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 bobber, and um, it's made by Prime Matter, whoever the hell they are. They they made Payday, they made Kingdom Come Deliverance and Iron Harvest and the Chant. I like the Chant. I like Kingdom Come Deliverance. This game's probably gonna be all right. It doesn't look ter- it doesn't look terrible. Um, it looks fine. Yeah, based on the the images as this saw two seconds ago, I'd probably buy and play this. I, and that says something about me. I will say one thing. I was thinking about this the other day because I told you. Did I talk I, about the Chant? The Chant is a good game. No, you did not talk about the Chant. The chant. So it's basically – in lieu of talking about Scars Above, which I don't know the first thing about, the Ooh. chant is this really decent survival horror game. came out a couple months ago where you play as this girl who goes to a, to a retreat on a deserted island or whatever, and it turns out the retreat is actually a home for a bunch of cultists. Oh, shocking. Yeah, yeah, and you have to do all this crazy new age stuff to fight these monsters that show up. Like you beat the monsters not with like a gun or a sword, but like waving instant sticks in their face. I've never heard of that premise. It's never happened. It's a, it's a shockingly decent <laughs> game. I feel like if you like survival horror, it reminds me a lot of The Evil Within, in fact. So if you like that game, you might like The Chant. Uh, point being, I guess they also made Scars Above, whatever that well, is. So I'll just say this. Um, I was talking about you. So, you know, you pick, you have a PS5 without a disc, right? Yep. I just got, I just picked up uh, an Xbox Series S, you know, no disc. You know, PC, no disc. And, yep. you know, Redbox was the last place you could, you know, reasonably rent a game on discs. Um, no renting games hurts a lot of these middle row games that rely. Now you have to buy them to even play them. But and, yeah, is that necessarily true? Because a lot of these middle row games now come to Game Pass instead. Would I have necessarily bought a ton of card? Of course I would have. I did. <laughs> and then I got a review code, so I had to refund it. Hilarious. That, that does happen a lot with us. It does way. happen so. quite a bit. I wasn't expecting that one. Point being, a lot of these mid-tier stuff, instead of going to Redbox or I guess, did Netflix have kiosks back in the day? Um, No, but they, Netflix does gaming, but they do gaming differently. Like they, Right. Point, point being, like a lot of this mid-tier stuff will now come to uh, well, to Game Pass. You you write about this. You call it the blockbuster effect when your reviews. It's a, some games are not full price worthy, but they are spectacular weekend rentals. And yeah, that's you have a, true. A lot of stuff a lot of fun. content to keep you going forever. Like for Atomic Heart, basically yeah. what I played so far is like you do want to play this. It's very good. You maybe don't want to drop a hundred bucks on it, but exactly. it's very good. But you will get a, a spectacular experience in short term. So speaking of wasting money, did I tell you? Mm-hmm. I think I showed you. I got a copy of the special edition of Fire Emblem Fates. Did you see no, that? No, no. I, I did. Just... It's very rare. The, the most unusual thing I have in my collection at the you moment, know, actually. Folks, Corey's swimming in cash, and I said, you got to invest your money. What has he invested in? Special editions. Okay, funny story. When's the last time you saw a video game go down in price? What? You. When is the last time that you have saw a, a retro video game go down in price? Thinking. Never. Never. Thinking. You know, they just sold, like, the first iPhone for, like, $65,000. You know, actually, I saw that news story, actually. But, you know, yeah. I'm right. When is the last time you saw a retro video game cost less than it did when you bought it? Answer, never. So, there you go. I feel like it wasn't that bad a move, and I'm just trying to justify things to myself. You know what? You know what I have coming in tomorrow? <laughs> no. What I have coming in tomorrow is a PlayStation VR 2. Oh, yeah. So, let's let's talk about this. So, this counts let's... as tech. This does count as games for February 2023. And you're talking about the launch of the PlayStation VR 2 for the PlayStation 5. The PlayStation VR 2, you know, it's got... Have you seen the controllers in this thing? Yeah, they're copies of the uh, 
of the, the Valve the, Index controller specifically. Yeah. Or well, what about the the Meta ones, the Facebook ones? Those basically. Um, the they're not, too. Not, see, they here's the thing with VR that always gets me every time. And every time I'm like, yeah, I, yeah you guys don't know. I might have talked about it a little bit last month. I revamped my living room. It, it comes along with that, uh, with that new HD setup, audio, sound, and so on yeah. setup we we're just talking about. And I'm like, great, here we go. Uh, now that I have space and a new room, I'm going to get a VR set. And I'm going to do this despite, you know, basically only seeing out of one eye. So VR mostly kind of works for me, sort of, eh. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. Uh, here's the thing. You try, you got, the, you got the nice PC. You try to get a VR set. It is a pain in the butt to buy a VR set. It is enormously annoying. Um, there are multiple manufacturers. Uh, they only play different sets of games. If you want your, if you want your Meta Quest 2 to play Half-Life Alex, that's its yeah. whole own set of crap. Uh, if you want to buy a Valve Index, that's the most expensive one, and who knows what that thing plays. Uh, what the HCC Vive well, you're not buying two, I think, is the new one. I don't even know. Because you're not buying a peripheral, you're buying you're buying a, basically a console. You're buying an ecosystem. <coughs> yeah. The ecosystems aren't really super defined right now, and honestly, like VR is such a niche thing. I don't know why we have ecosystems, but that that though is why it's nice. We have things like the PSVR too. Uh, because I reviewed uh, in large amounts of depth. In fact, they wouldn't <laughs> stop sending me codes for it. Uh, the PSVR one, and it was great in its own way. It was great for several reasons. One, because it is its own ecosystem. You know what a PSVR and now a well, PSVR two will play. I think it goes without saying that a console, by definition, is a better is a better fit for that sort of thing because there's no, absolutely because yeah. you know what it'll play. Well, not only that though, because the 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 hardware is consistent throughout so the experience is going to be consistent we're supposed yeah to be. like you know am i going to drop a thousand dollars on a on a valve index and then it comes you, in and then how many problems could i have one i wear glasses okay great now do the glasses scratch up the lenses cool now i've wasted a thousand dollars uh two uh what games does it play who knows three what if there's harder issues i don't know how to fix that nobody owns one of these things who knows it's just a big mess um vr on pc is a pain in the butt VR on console is a better bet, and that's why I feel pretty good about the PSVR too. Well, like I said, it's 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 got its own controversies regarding like backwards compatibility and everything. But going forward, it's not backwards compatible at all, right? Not at all. No, but I mean, yeah. the, the the excuse they gave was adequate. I don't know if it's realistic or not, but I mean, like it's look. What, when is it supposed to come in? Uh, it comes in tomorrow. No, oh, that's fun. So you got a weekend plan for this thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yay. I mean, I took a. You know, I got this three-day work well, week. It's nice. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. There's a, there's actually quite a bit coming out. Uh, basically, it's like going, it's like getting married. A little bit something old, something new, something borrowed. Like Ben Crossman. Yeah, like Ben Crossman. I, which I don't think Ben will be spending a weekend with uh, VR. But I will say this though: it's so funny because here we are, fifteen, you know, nineteen years later or whatever. It feels like a million years. Avatar is the biggest movie in the world. 3D's back, and now VR's coming back again. Man, there it's was like, a period about, what, 2008, 2009, 2010, where they were trying mm -hmm. to make 3D TVs a thing, weren't they? They were trying, and, and I don't know if they're going to try again. I know... Uh, it, it flopped miserably, and I'm glad, because well, I can't... They don't work for me. I will say one thing, though. At CES this year, Herman was out there, and uh, they did show laptops, I think, from Acer, Asus, that had 3D, like the 3DS did, and they did have some VR headset that actually had, like, prescription lenses, so if you wore glasses. 
So, I mean, they're going to keep trying to so do that. So that is a thing, by the way. I want to point that out for anybody who wants to think, who wants to buy a VR on PC for whatever yeah. reason. Uh, if you get a prescription for your glasses, there are absolutely sites that will mail you lenses that are suited for your prescription for your VR set. I think VR would be a lot more acceptable if people just accepted the fact that it was niche and it's never going to be mainstream in the way they want it to be. But, you know, here we are, $600 peripheral. Is it $600? Look at this bucks? list of games. Look at this list of games. Thumper, Vacation Simulator. Okay. Oh, sorry, Job Simulator. Thumper, Job Simulator. Is Vacation Simulator on here? I'll tell you, I'll yes, tell you, it is. I'll tell you what. There's a whole bunch of games on here that are from the PSVR 1. Since you haven't played it yet, let's just run down a quick list, and then we'll be done with this segment. How's that? We will knock out stuff that I'm excited to play. Yeah. The first one, obviously, is the one that came in the bundle that I purchased, mm -hmm. which is Horizon Call of the Mountain. You know, I like the horizon setting i like the characters I like the concept a mm -hmm. lot looking forward to playing this i'm hoping that the set works for me because again i've got the one eye it kind of eh, it doesn't mean it doesn't work but it's going to be interesting uh but that is like the big system seller for this thing it should not be a bundle it should be the packet you know like it should every psvr2 should come with that game when's the last time we did pack-ins uh goodness gracious what was it um did the Switch? No, the Switch didn't have a pack-in. I mean, it? I guess technically the, the PS5 comes with Astro's plate. No, it doesn't. You got to pay for that. No, I think, I think the last legit pack-in was probably the one we talked about was Wii Sports on the Wii. What is on this list here? It's quite a bit. Yeah, it, it's a pretty significant launch lineup. Look at the stuff that I would recognize. Fantavision 2020X, that's cool. Gran Turismo, that's cool. That's Job a big Sim one, is from the PSVR 1. What's up? Uh, the Gran Turismo thing is a big is a is probably the second biggest uh, market. But to say I've heard yeah. about it, which means it's something. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic World Aftermath. Uh, mm -hmm. Kazuna Eye has a game that's great. Moss One and Two, the mm -hmm. little adventure game we play as a mouse, that's adorable. Pistol Whip. Uh, Resident Evil Village has a VR mode. Yeah, I think that's, that's a, a good game for it. I think that's a carryover from the PC version. I think. Yeah, that's a good game yeah, for it. Uh, is... Res Infinite originally came out in the PSVR 1, and it was good back then. I'm sure it'll be good now. Um, I, you have to pay for it again. Sorry to hear that. A Tetris Effect Connected is a great game, and now mm -hmm. we'll have VR, and you have to pay for it again. Sorry to hear that. Uh, Thumper was good. Pay for it again. Sorry, etc. Vacation Sim. Pay again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and Zenith The Last City. I've seen this one. It's like an MMORPG, I believe. That's and, very cool. And I guess um, you can you can use the PSVR 2 as well to watch movies and streaming stuff, so there you go. That, that's a cool idea. I don't know how that would work. I, I guess mm -hmm. I'd have to try it. I guess you have to figure it out. Yeah, you know, the, the biggest thing with me is the PSVR 1. I liked using it a lot. It was fun. There are numerous logistical issues with the VR set. There are many cables. Many cables. Not even words for how many cables there are. Uh, if you have pets, I am sorry. They're having a bad day. <clears throat> I heard. Um, isn't this one just like a USB-C cable though for the, I to have the to console? Check. So you know, I, I you know me, I buy stuff and I'm like, yeah, this is new and exciting, and I write for a video game website, so I'm just gonna purchase it and I'll figure out if I regret it later. And you know, I honestly have regrets kind of rarely, so I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Well, uh, that's the PSVR two though. If you're a big video game fan, I want to be state like this is just look when you when you cover video games, when you cover the industry and everything, there's two minds. Yeah, the PSVR 2 is may not is probably not going to sell 20 million units. It's probably not going to sell that. But at the same point, it doesn't need to sell 20 million to be fun and exciting. Let me let me tell you the two mindsets if you buy and play a lot of video games because I figured this out mm. very recently, like a couple weeks ago, in fact. When I buy a game, I start at a 10. I think this game's going to be great. I can't wait to play it, and that's how I am with basically every game. Like until you give me a reason to not like you, I'm going to like you. 
The other mindset is you start at a zero. I have decided that I won't like this game until they give me reasons to like it. And I think that's a hard life. I I don't know how you go on in the industry like that. I think you, you don't. Gotta, you, don't. Yeah, you, become you, don't. Cynic, you become cynical and craggy. You know, like anything, like I said, anything could be good. Like um, I always tell people, Toy Story 3 came out, what, 10 years ago, the game? Yep. And everybody, oh, here is a generic game. But it turns out it, embedded with it, it was this amazing open world thing that nobody expected and turned out to be glorious. You get surprises where you least expect them. Absolutely. But hey, uh, things that might surprise you <clears> is the <throat> fact that we're going to talk about the NPD today. Yeah, NPD, National Purchase Diary, used to, again, I always say this, used to be the focus of this entire podcast. We've since relegated it to the middle, like a s'more. And yep. we are talking about NPDs for January, going back a month, 2023. Uh, let me see here real quick, Corey. Man, this uh, this list of games is interesting. I can't wait to talk, wait to talk about it. Which one? Uh, on the top? The, the, top? the list of best-selling games last month is actually pretty exciting. You're in a very good mood today. So Always. it's interesting. Uh, basically, PlayStation 5 sold a ton. Uh, supply constraints are lifting the scarcity of the console, which I think is long overdue, which is interesting. Of course, followed by the Switch. And again, Xbox is in there somewhere. We'll We'll have to figure out what's going on there. But basically, we talk about the top 20 best-selling games. Uh, again, this is NPD. All, you know, all numbers, facts, and figures should be taken for entertainment purposes only. Don't, wait, yep. don't invest in the stocks, people. So. Look at this list of best-selling games from January 23. <laughs> He's so happy. <laughs> Are you imbibed right now? No, not at all. Um, well, I wish I wasn't by because I'm looking at something that makes me want to drink, which is the fact that Hi-Fi Rush isn't on here. Well, because it's just basically given away. So Yeah, it was given away at least until the end of the month and was available on Game Pass. I don't um, think many people actually bought Hi-Fi Rush, but they played it. Microsoft put out a statement, by the way, for this very thing. They said, you know what, Game Pass has been very successful, but it does cannibalize sales. So... That's what it is. I, you'd expect as much. Hey, you number 20 that. is NHL 23. Number 19 is Spider-Man Miles Morales. 18 is NBA. Mm-hmm. 17 is Just Dance. 16 is Need for Speed Unbound. Expect a review for that one soon. I finally wrapped it up finally. recently. It's a yeah. very good game. I heard good things. Yeah, it's, a, it's surprisingly decent. 15 is Minecraft, obviously. <laughs> 14 is Mario Kart 8. 13 is Monster Hunter Rise, which just had an update last week. And uh, available on Game Pass. So Yeah. So give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 is Sonic Frontiers. Decent, surprisingly mm-hmm. enough. 11 is The Last of Us Part 1. Not surprising, given they now have a new uh, show. show. Yeah, and, a uh, decent show. Pretty isn't, okay. Isn't this one coming to PC as well soon? Uh, very soon. I think like in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, number 10 is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, obviously. Mm-hmm. Number 9 is our first newbie, and that's not the surprising one. I'm, I'm not surprised to see One Piece Odyssey at number nine because it's One Piece. People love One Piece, love anime. It was in the theaters too, by the way. One Piece had a theatrical release in America. They did, I think a couple years ago. No. A couple months ago, rather. Yeah, last last year. How about that? Uh, so I played it. It is definitely a game for the fans. You really got to stick with it, get somewhere with it, but it's not terrible. Number eight, God of War Ragnarok, which is better than not terrible. It's good as long as you don't like solving puzzles yourself. Hmm. Uh, number seven is the first big surprise here. You know, for everything, you know, I I have a problem. I read too much Reddit uh, (laughs) because that's like the biggest place for game news these days. And I read Reddit and they're like, oh, this game is terrible. Nobody will buy it. I'm canceling my pre-order. I I, I don't shave my chin. Um, Forspoken is number seven. I'm going to admit something to you. Uh, Shave my neck is what I mean. They're neck beards. But, well, that's you have a very very sharp, very long razor for that because that that neck goes all the way down. Oh, boy. 
But, you know, we get, we get a game like Forspoken coming out. Then we have Returnal coming out. See, this is the problem. For a minute, I actually confused the two, right? And I know they couldn't be... a gaming website. Okay, but you got to forgive me here. They both feature female protagonists in, in third-person worlds, okay? And they were both console exclusives at one point, and now they're both on PC. But what I'm saying is uh, the reviews for Forspoken are going to depend entirely on who you follow you know this so this is an interesting point and i'm this is all we're going to say about it here and mm. i'd like to make this always say about it in the harry potter part harry mm. harry potter the wizarding world the wizarding world podcast yeah that one's sure. much easier to say thank you yeah. uh that one the one about hogwarts the, mm. all i want to say about this is uh the reasons people don't give for spoken a good review will vary a lot based mm-hmm. on the reasons they wanted the game to be exactly. a certain way exactly i played it i thought it was fine it's one of those games that's like a solid C plus that I'm like, I like this a lot. I want to play more of it. Oh no, five other things just came out. I'll say this about it. Um, I've never played the game. I don't know if I will play the game. I have it nothing- It plays a lot like Infamous. I'll say this, I'll say this. Um, the biggest gripe I hear about this game from most people, you know, the, the, the Venn diagram of complaints about this game is the writing is terrible. And I don't, I don't know for certain, but that seems to be the biggest it's complaint. A, uh, if you like the writing in the new Marvel movies, you will not hate the writing in this. Well, and, they, well, they compare it to jo- Josh Whedon, right? Yeah, and, it's, it's like Buffy. And if you like Buffy, I mean, Buffy is dumb brain candy. Like, it doesn't have to... Video games are not going to be Shakespeare. I'm sorry, guys. They never were. They never are going to be. I'll just like, say that... I don't know what you're expecting. I'll just say this. Our long collective nightmare of having to endure Josh Whedon is over. We've, we've moved past it as a, as a civilization. So I, something. And I think maybe the writing in this game stems from that error you know and so i haven't played the game i'm not gonna not gonna judge something i haven't played i just want to state one more time this is not returnal this is a different game have you played number six elden ring uh you played it with me yeah did you beat it so what's number five on the list you haven't played it yet have you number five is fire emblem engage (laughs) I guess I shouldn't be surprised to see this one on here. I've played some of it. Think about this one. They made a game called Three Houses. came out a few years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, that, I am sorry to say, is a better game than this. It has a, a really interesting thing where you do stuff between your battles and you learn about the characters and you do stuff together and it's a lot of fun. And this game doesn't really do that as well. Uh, but the battles are a lot better. So it really depends on what you like. It's a good game. At least a solid B if we did letter grades. Number five is FIFA. Four is FIFA. Three is Madden. Two is another surprise to me. And I'll tell you why. It's because this game is available on EA Play Pro. And yet, by the is. By the way, I was actually kind of shocked when I turned on Game Pass the other day. The, uh, Madden's on there as well. Yeah, it is. It's, it's not there for long. It's going away no. this week, I think. <laughs> but no, um, but the Dead Space remake, by the way, is not available on Game Pass, is it? Uh, I don't think so. I no, think you'd have just to the pay, original. You, you have to pay for EA Play Pro, which is like fifteen bucks a month. But fifteen bucks will, you know, I talk about rentals. That's what that is. Pay your fifteen bucks, get yourself through Dead Space twenty twenty three, number two on our list today. You'll mm-hmm. enjoy it. It's good, especially if you like the first one. It's all you really need. The solid game. Number one, by the way, is Modern Warfare twenty twenty two. Obviously, of course. And we'll we'll be talking about Call of Duty here in a couple seconds. But. Um... All right, that's an interesting list. That's a very diverse list. Lots of lots of PlayStation stuff. Lots of Nintendo stuff. Um, sadly, 
the best game Microsoft's released in years is not available because of the Game Pass. But yeah, it's a little shame that yeah. that Hi-Fi Rush didn't show up here because it is an amazing game, like really, yeah. really good. It really is, and like considering that 2022 is not a very good year for Microsoft software, so shame they got there on a high note. Anyway. Uh, third and final sequence of this whole episode, we call it everything else. And there's actually a couple fun things. We'll just breeze through them here. There but... are some, there are some interesting things here. We'll so... knock them out real quick, though. We didn't got a whole lot of time. Number yeah. nine, uh, the first one, rather, ten-year uh, deal signed by Microsoft to bring Call of Duty to the Switch. Yeah, this. I think there's more to this than we're being let on because we've heard wrinkles of this before. Um, this stems from the deal that Microsoft is trying to buy Activision, and every but every country is. Let me put it this way: there's more opposition to like. Russia and Ukraine than there is like I'm sorry there's more opposition to this of Microsoft buying Activision than there is Russia and Ukraine um, I don't know I don't know how I feel about the whole thing I don't like monopolies but it's interesting that Microsoft would say they're going to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo when Activision has not bothered in over 10 years yep. so I don't understand why they haven't like even brought like Warzone or something to Nintendo it's the biggest platform so but I don't know do you, do you remember the days, like, again, 10, 15 years ago, when they would create wholly original Call of Duty games for Nintendo? Like, especially, like, the DS? And there were uh, I do remember, like, I've seen videos on YouTube about, like, oh, man, this one version of Call of Duty on the Wii is actually amazing. Um, and I'm like, cool, I'll never play it. The, the Wii versions, yeah, they, they, they existed. But, <clears throat> but they used to create, like, these chunky Nintendo 64-style ones for the DS, and they were actually all pretty good. But they were like your hand would cramp because you have to twist them into knots to play it. But it's uh... you know what else they you know what else has been done for Nintendo recently? Hmm. They built a Super Mario World theme park in L.A. Yeah, it's it's finally here. We talked about this in Japan what, last year. I've seen a lot of videos of it in Japan. It looks real cool. Mm-hmm. Now uh, apparently they're building one in Florida next. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't really need to go on too much about it because if you just go on YouTube and Google the Japanese version, I'm confident it's about the same. But it looks like a great experience. I will say this. Then again, hmm. it looks like a great experience with a Japanese crowd, with an American crowd who they really aren't quite so good at being in crowds. Well, uh, we'll have to see. There's a video of Shigeru Miyamoto himself giving you a tour from the Japanese one. And there's this great little scene when guys dressed like Mario and Luigi come up and they're bothering him and he's like, go away, dad's working. And it's adorable. It's pretty adorable. You know what's not adorable? Hmm. The story of Tetris. <laughs> it, you, you know, you laugh. No, it, I'm not it's laughing. Not. It's actually because, super gruesome. Because, well, because I have been pining for a Tetris. Like I have ta- I've literally interviewed on this podcast, Corey. You've, you've known this. Like the creators of every Tetris book under the sun. You can go look it yeah. up. And we've always said te- the story of Tetris would make a fantastic movie. Like, Ale- you know, Alexei Pujanov, like his yeah, story. Just to, just to throw it out there, like you guys are going to come in here expecting something like, oh, man, this guy had a meteoric rise to power as the creator of this great video game. No. Uh, it's a horror movie. Yeah, so. it's, it's basically it's, it's technically a Nintendo story kind of where, you know, they're sending this guy there to get the rights from from Russia and he's got to weevil through the, the KGB. So instead of making the movie about the guy who created the game, they're making it about an American who's trying to sell the game, and they're turning it into this like action espionage movie. <laughs> yeah. So, so the actual Tetris. part of the guy who made the game is that I'm saying it's spooky. Like, look it up sometime. Trust me, it is. Oh it is. Boy. Yeah, it's an interesting story. So um, yeah. So this movie looks cool. Can it does look pretty good. It. it does look pretty fun though. 
like I also can't wait for the Mario movie. I think that looks pretty good too. Uh, I was at a. We went to go see Ant Man the other day, right? Quantumania. Ant Man, right? Yeah, and of course they had all this stuff. Like the entire movie theaters were decorated with Mario decals and everything. They are expecting this movie to move numbers. That um, would not surprise me even a little. Um, and basically, it comes down to this: uh, if Nintendo succeeds with their theme parks, if they succeed getting into Hollywood, then there is a very, very good chance that you may see Nintendo displace Disney as a like media powerhouse, and that would be very, very interesting. Like, well, I'm, that sounds that sounds like it'll make them a whole lot of money, and you know what else will? Won't make me any money. Tears no. of the Kingdom, the new Legend of Zelda, the sequel mm-hmm. to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's going to be the first $70 game on the Switch. Yeah, but you know what? People got their panties in a bunch over this. But, you know, back in the old days, like, Nintendo games would cost, like, 70 80 bucks. Like, you know, I will, I will say forever, you know, I see this a lot from you. I see this a mm-hmm. lot from our old friend Pete Scarrett. And you guys always tend to go, oh, games used to cost so much more. But I will put, I'll put on the bottom line with you guys. Mm-hmm. The goal of you as a person who buys video games is to get the most that you can for the least that you can pay and there is no other consideration you could you could be paying somebody who literally makes their games by throwing infants in blenders and as long as it was five bucks less that'd be fine that's your only concern so this is a this is bad news straight up you you think a a 69 dollar switch game is bad news I think the fact that it is ten dollars more than your average Switch game is not good news. I don't think it's catastrophically bad news. Well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. The average game on the PlayStation Five and Xbox One uh, Series X is seventy bucks. That's true. Um, And let's that's bad too. I'm not saying it's not bad, but let me ask you a question. The average game on the Switch is like what thirty nine dollars, and Nintendo is like fifty about forty to fifty dollars. You're correct. And Nintendo games they almost never go down in value. Almost never. That is true. So you're going to be seeing Tears of the Kingdom for seventy bucks probably until the day you die. If we're being fair, when you judge the average like what you consider a blockbuster on the Xbox or the PlayStation Five, this is a game. I'm not. You and I haven't played Tears of the. The Kingdom, nobody has, uh, has sure. not, not been released. We're just basing it purely on the pedigree. Um, chances are no one's really going to have a problem with it, though. You know this. I'm, like, I'm sure it's going to be fine. There is no yeah. question in my brain that this won't be like Game of the Year. I mean, we'll see. I mean, you never know. Like it's, and It could be Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush is really good. Could be. I mean, this is, the year's just started. But this is, I would clearly say this is the most anticipated game of the year. So, sure. In fact, it might be the most anticipated game of several years. So, I don't know. But we'll see. But... Tell me a way you can make that money up really fast without robbing There's the bank. There's a really easy way to make that money up if you want to buy several copies. In fact, here's the kingdom for you, for your friends, <laughs> for your family, for me. Just get really good at Street Fighter Six and go become the world champion. Like, I mean, really good. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Daigo videos on YouTube. You have to be really damn good. But if you are and you become world champion, they'll pay you a million dollars. This is interesting. Like, when I saw this, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like the, the plot of a movie or something. So, yeah, so let's. So the headline says it all. Street Fighter Six. I mean, that, that's basically all there is to say. The first world champion of Street Fighter Six is going to get a million dollars. This is so, I don't, it's not fair. <laughs> Why wasn't this here when I was playing Street Fighter? I don't, I've played you in Street Fighter. You weren't that good, trust okay, me. Okay, first of all, we played Street Fighter Five <laughs> on a PS, PS4 with a laggy connection. Uh-huh. We have a rematch on Street I Fighter Six. I don't think Daigu ever complains about lag. Well, Daigu is better than me. So, <laughs> but, well, he's the one, well, he, which is the one with the Chun-Li and Ken. That's him. That's him? That's him. Yeah, like, yeah. it's so famous. Like, you just know the video. 
Um, I'll tell you what, though. My only my only experience with this, I remember when Matt Katz was getting back into the game after a while. Oh, with and, those really nice uh, yeah. PS2 Street Fighter controllers. Yeah. Well you, well, you remember the PS3 controllers that came out? Like, they were specifically for Street Fighter 4. They had, like, a chun The really one. nice PS3 fight sticks. The fight sticks. They had no analogs, just the D-pad and the six buttons. They were fantastic, by the way. No, but, no, no. They absolutely had, like, actual fight sticks. Like, uh, like sticks made by Mad Cats. Yeah. I owned one. I still own one. They came with little... Uh, certificates of authenticity and they were nice but, as hell but i remember i'm not going to embarrass anybody here but i remember mad cats would hire some of these champion esports people and they would literally send them to like trade shows to to show off games that they were not good at like killer instinct on xbox right. it was so soul-sucking to watch them do their thing but I'm, but I'm, it won't be soul-sucking to watch you yeah. nathan evans win <clears throat> this million dollars you know we all have our dreams Corey. when does street fighter 6 come out do we know i believe it's in a couple months like april yeah, the the hype is real for this one. Like, this I is... I really wish I could have gotten in one of the betas. I can't wait to play this. Yeah, it's uh, we'll see. They're they're doing everything right with it. So yep. let's see. From what I've seen, it looks great. From what I hear, it plays great. From what I I just don't see any problem with it. So yeah, it looks fine to me. It looks a lot see. better than five. <clears throat> five on launch. Well, five eventually yeah, became a pretty decent game. Five five. I'll just say this trajectory of five and a bunch of games like five. Are not where the game industry needs to go. I think it. I think it deteriorates a lot of faith in people. But right at the same time, you know, I mean, we live in a different world. We but live in a different world, and I guess you might say that's the state of gaming. That is the state of gaming for February 2023. Uh, thanks for everybody for listening yet again to one of the shorter episodes of this because it's a short month. Uh, I just want to thank once again Senior Games Editor from Popstar.com's own Corey Gallagher. Corey, well, thank you once again. Corey Gallagher, that's me. That's you. That's that's yeah. a me. So uh, this has been Nathan Evans, Managing Editor of Popstar.com, thanking everybody for listening. Have a safe and happy... Oh, wait. This was the month of Valentine's, right? It was. Okay, hug your sweetie, and we'll see everybody on the next level. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Pop Zara Podcast. Remember to like, follow, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or service.